Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we're going to be talking about your feedback about Miss Marvel. And we'll find out what Miss Ashley's thinking of Miss Marvel. Miss Ashley, Miss Marvel. She's a superhero, <laughs> too. All that right off the side, we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Ashley Coffin. Ashley, how are you, my friend? I am good. It's good to be here. Yeah, you haven't been able to make it for any of this Marvel stuff right yet, right? Mm-hmm. Not yet. last week, it, it's, it's been mostly my fault. I've had a lot of family stuff, and so we had to shift stuff around and just grab whoever we could that could be on. <laughs> Sorry to exclude you for like a week and a half. Oh, no. We oh. have <laughs> so much stuff going on. I couldn't make my schedule work with any of the other times. So yeah, this is what we yeah. do, though. It's this is what whatever we do. the most important to get the content out. That's right. Yeah, we just, I never like to leave the feed empty and where we've had a few people write in, why don't you do daily casts? And I'm like, I would love that, but doing the two to three a week is, is hard enough, but we're trying to keep it up. <laughs> if everybody joined Patreon for $5, we could totally do it. <laughs> yeah. If everyone joined Patreon for $5, for we could have like a staff. Yeah. For $1, we could do it. For $5, we could have like a staff. Mm-hmm. I could quit my job. Yeah, oh, it'd be so good. I could quit my two jobs. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you have an announcement, right? Oh, I do. You want to make your I announcement? I didn't know. It's yeah. a big deal. It's a big effing deal. Uh, we're just doing this live. Wasn't prepared. Uh, so Sorry. I finally started a horror podcast with my good friend, Bill Bria. It's called Bill and Ashley's Terror Theater. Uh, you can find it now on iTunes, Spotify, Spreaker, and we're really excited about it. Uh, it is live yeah. now. Our first episode is about American Werewolf in London. And yeah, I just I'm really excited to uh, have everybody hear it. We put a lot of work into kind of making it like a fun production cast. I'm proud. That's awesome. I can't wait. Thanks for pushing me to do it because I'm so Dude, lazy. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I Yeah, after after we did The Exorcist um, on Binger's Assemble, we talked to The Exorcist and I was just like, why aren't you doing a horror cast? Like, it's totally <laughs> like, there's nothing like it, at least in our, in, you know, in our stranded panda verse. And like, so many of our people love horror and mm-hmm. you just, it's just such a passion. So I'm so excited that you uh you you went for it it's really exciting yeah. and bill uh you know if, if you guys did any of you guys out there listen to the uh exorcist episode of bingers he was on that with us and you guys are just a perfect little horror duo and i'm, I'm really pumped <laughs> the knowledge that he can bring to it is is really cool and you know he gets to go to a lot of film um stuff out in la because he's part of like sag and everything like that so he gets to see stuff way before a lot of us so his little news segment that we do in the beginning is a lot of fun that's awesome oh man mm-hmm. so so freaking cool like uh yeah it, it, <laughs> he has a level of expertise unforeseen in the stranded panda verse <laughs> so that is super cool to get him involved uh as you've mentioned before he's a he's a writer for slash film and mm-hmm. crooked marquee so make sure you guys go right now right now yeah. <laughs> joy help our little demon baby grow <laughs> like and follow <laughs> yeah bill and ashley's terror theater i know it's on itunes stitcher and spotify so far mm-hmm. and it should be on all the services by probably the end of the week and the more of you guys go over there listen subscribe and give it reviews it will get to all of them quicker so please help this help the new show out give us five star reviews all over the place it's ashley's <laughs> baby lovely. she's doing it herself i'm excited for her <laughs> It's hard. I have a whole new respect for editing. It took me, I was in there for a minute, like, oh my God, I say, uh-huh, so many times when I don't need to, delete, 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 delete. 
I love it's it. It's me. I'm the problem. <laughs> You're going to come out sounding like a totally different person than you do on this cast. Cause I don't think I get rid of all those. <laughs> I got to stop doing that. <laughs> I love that you're learning editing. I, I think it's, it's, I feel like the mama bird pushing the baby bird. Like, yeah. come on, go fly, Ashley, go fly. Yeah. You're like my drag mom. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast drag. Sure. You know. That's how that works. <laughs> same, same. Oh, thank you. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. So uh, thank you to all the, uh, all the listeners out there who I know will, will throw some support behind it. Um, for real. I'm excited. I'm just excited. I'm excited to listen. It dropped yesterday and my mom's in the hospital. So I have not had a chance to do anything else except for yeah. take care of, uh, take care of family stuff. It's you're like yesterday good, we had a, you're such a good family guy. Oh, <laughs> you I'm really not. are. I'm, a lot of people a terrible don't do what you guy. do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a terrible family guy. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not my, uh, not my forte, but, uh, yeah, not much, not much options, uh, here taking care of my niece this weekend and, or, is it week? I don't know. I have no idea what day it is. I think it's Monday. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I'm here taking care of my niece. And then Alyssa had a f- funeral in her family yesterday. And so it's just been like a day of just like running around dealing with hospitals and funeral homes, which is like not a fun. <laughs> no, not fun. <laughs> not a at fun all. weekend. Not a fun weekend. But let's distract you with Miss Marvel. <laughs> yes. So tell me what you think of Miss Marvel. I really like it. it. It was funny because Ken and I, we put it on after watching the boys, which I'm looking at him <laughs> like, we made a mistake. I was like, shoot. All right, let's just do this. But I was fully like, I'm not really going to like this. And then they opened with blinding lights and I immediately look at Ken. I'm like, how dare they? How dare they reel me in with something I love so much? Because I don't know why. I just love that song. I so love we're that song too. Like, bah, bah. I'm not going to sing more of it so we don't get sued. But uh, immediately, <laughs> like, that was a very smart of them to do is to put something so that smart. everybody loves in the beginning and then reel me in. Um, I think it's adorable. Like, it's cute. You know, um, I'm I am happy that I have the boys and Peaky Blinders right now to like remember mm. who I am while I'm watching. It kind of like <laughs> offsets it because if I didn't have anything else that was more of what I like to watch, if this was all the the content I had right now, I probably wouldn't. I'd be like, oh my god, okay, because right, it gets right. a little cutesy and stuff. But it, it sure. is it's nice. But if, as long as I can put something violent on right after, I'm like, this is great. I really enjoy this <laughs> breath of fresh air. <laughs> I think her powers are cool. And this is why you needed a terror podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is all that, all the reasoning right here. No, that's so good to hear that you're enjoying it. Cause I felt the same way. I hadn't expressed it as much as you. Cause I don't mind it when I don't mind the family stuff normally, but yeah. I had so much moon Knight was like near the top of my Marvel TV shows. I loved it. And it had so much darkness and uh, I was just really excited about that. And I just miss Marvel. I was like, you know, it looks interesting and fun, but I don't know if I'm going to connect with it. And that's exactly it. Blinding lights came on and I was like, and I just, I was totally locked in. And it wasn't just blinding lights, but that entire sequence revealed her character and her like, you know, how funny she was and her sort of inner creative side that like, you look at the little YouTube videos she's making and there's so much fun, but they're like, got like two views or whatever. It's just, she's just kind of keeps to herself and she's creative yeah. and fun. And I just, it just, I, I fell in love with Kamala like immediately. Yeah. And it is relatable to being a high school girl. Like I remember oh, yeah? middle school girl, you know? Yeah, of course. Like you, you know, you talk to the guy and you go home and you get, you put on your music. You're like, ah, like dancing around like she was. <laughs> like you don't, do it but that's what's going on in your head because you've seen dirty dancing a million times and you're like playing that song in your head you know oh my god <laughs> i love it not only 
are you enjoying the show that I didn't, I was, I was, I was worried. Cause a lot of people have had that reaction. Like I wasn't love, I wasn't excited, but then I loved it. And I was like, I don't know if it's, I just, I just, is it going to bring Ashley all the way from the dark side <laughs> to the light of Kamala Khan? I just don't know. So that's super, that's super exciting. Yeah. It's fun. By the way, weird, uh, aside blinding lights. You say you don't know why you like it. I think I know why you like it. It is the first top 20 song or something like that top 10 or something like that since the 80s to be at that high of a beats per minute like oh four, is that what it is yeah since the 80s no song has broken the top 10 that had like a beat like like a fast like beat a to it. and i love 80s music so much <laughs> i do too and, and it yeah. feels really 80s and part of that mm-hmm. is just the, purely the tempo is like higher tempo than anything that's hit the top charts in like uh. t- 40 years or something. So I'm crazy. conditioned to like it. God damn it. <laughs> well, no, I think it's really good too. But like, it's so good. It like drives my heartbeat when it happens. I'm like, you can't doom, help doom. it. You're just deep. Yeah. You'd move. You're like, yeah, I dig this. I'm really Why into did this. we ever stop? It's like all the 90s <laughs> grunge stuff came in and everything got kind of slower and then it just never yeah. picked back up. And so I love, I love that song. I, I love great. 90s grunge. Like, I, of course I love it. It was when I was growing up, but yeah. do I forgive it for killing hair metal? No. You know, the 80s hair metal died when grunge started, and I love both of them, but I don't forgive them for what they did. <laughs> Look out for Matt and Ashley's music cast at some point. But uh, let's dive into some of this feedback that we've got from everybody. One of our patrons, Alyssa Jane Haynes, says, uh, quoting Jeff, I believe, don't let your misgivings about yourself keep you from doing what you're destined to do. Damn it, y'all make me cry on a Tuesday morning, lol. Uh, that 18-minute mark of the Miss Marvel feedback episode kicked off a segment of great uh, reminders and advice and self-reflection. Appreciate you, Panda Bosses. <laughs> Panda Bosses. And then she also says, uh, So glad you're having Zuhair co-hosting these Miss Marvel episodes. I'm learning so much and deeply appreciate his insights. And in my opinion... He can never give us too long of a history lesson. <laughs> Painfully <laughs> humbling to recognize how little I know. Love y'all 3000. Awesome. That's so good. That's so good. I'm so glad you're enjoying it, Alyssa. And uh, I'm having a really good time with the show, but also Zuhair. Yeah, you say, have you listened to any of the cast yet about Miss Marvel? I have I know not you've been, yet. Yeah, yeah I you've will been really now. busy making your own uh, well, new we podcast. We have Obi-Wan the same night. We're doing oh, all that's that work right. right before and it's just like ugh, it's a yeah time Do- what's time? <laughs> <I remember time no it's it's uh it's a lot it's a lot going on and um yeah but uh zoo hair has just been killing it with like i don't know little little things that we would not even know i mean like that's fun all the way like i didn't know this apparently in uh south asian communities auntie is not does not mean sister your mother's sister or whatever it just <laughs> means like family friend basically yeah so when they meet auntie ruby who we got to interview on the last episode uh, i'm sorry you missed that auntie ruby is just her mom's friend and like we're like watching it, we're like oh it's her sister what how's her sister gonna play in all this and it just no she's just a like one of the community is all that meant, yeah you know? <laughs> kind of funny that's funny but uh but it's stuff he's just been giving us great uh, insights which is freaking awesome yeah i feel really lucky to have him as a fellow podcaster during this show like i have felt very lucky to have uh all the animation deliberation guys uh and podcasting with them over the years but like you know this was just so perfect for him to hop in on it was just really cool yeah that's awesome 
Yeah. Um, up next, we have Kylie Andraka says, uh, Hey guys, not a long email today. Just wanted to say that this episode was so fun. The scenes with Kamala and Kamran were so good, especially the little dance scene she does. And I'm really hoping he's better than his comic counterpart. Uh-oh. See, I don't really know anything about it. I don't know. Uh-oh. Jeff talked a little bit about his comic counterpart, but I, he didn't really say he was bad. So, I don't I don't know. We'll see. I guess Kamran might be bad uh, based on this context clues of this feedback. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm not going to Google it. <laughs> right, right. I'm totally going to Google it. <laughs> <laughs> I do not trust him. I don't know. He just is too perfect. He's just too, like... Well, and at the end of the episode, we find out he's got ulterior motives of some sort mm-hmm. but even before that i was like i don't trust this guy he's he's got <laughs> too nice abs for a teenager <laughs> yeah well i mean i thought he was like an agent sent there to like get close to her to keep an eye with that agent group but now i i don't know so much because they seem like super evil but that that was that was our guess is he's like part oh. of the cia agent thing gotcha i think he's probably someone from like the history of her family or something like that. Okay. Like, Maybe he like, has powers. Or possibly like like there's the lady who sits in the back seat who says something. And I just have a feeling that it's like, you know, we just know that her grandmother sent over the 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 bangle. Mm-hmm. And like I have a feeling that somehow they found out she has the bangle. Maybe they saw the video online, whatever. And so they're like seeking the bangle, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I like her powers, but I don't love a power that it looks like you can take from someone, you know, a la mm. Green Lantern, like that comes from something. So hopefully if she loses that bracelet, she can still use the powers. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Like in comics, she's an inhuman, which in humans, <laughs> once they've encountered terrigenesis crystals, they are just inhumans and they have their powers. But it seemed, I don't know, we haven't seen her take it off. We haven't seen her try to use it without it. So maybe she does. Maybe, maybe that's exactly what's going on. But it doesn't seem it doesn't seem so much like it. I don't know why. I just mm-hmm. I have a feeling if she takes that thing off, we're she, she's, she's gonna lose it. Yeah. But they've done it in different ways so far. Even in the MCU, they did in the Inhuman show. They had like some sort of gas that uh, it, it, like like filled a little chamber, and they breathed in the Inhuman gas, and that's or the Terrigenesis gas, and they became Inhumans. Um, in Agents of Shield, they had an, well, this obelisk item that they were chasing around and if you touched it and you were not an inhuman you died and <laughs> if you touched it and you weren't an inhuman you got powers so that's a whole different thing like i don't know what they're going to do with the bangle mm. if it's going to be like she may maybe it's like the obelisk maybe she touched it she wore it she now has powers i hope that's what it is i don't want it to be that someone could take her power from her i just yeah i don't want that <laughs> especially that easily yeah it's just mm-hmm. like whoop. Just the bangle, and it's gone. And it's gone. <laughs> but either way, I, th- I think she'll end up with permanent powers, but I don't know if it's yet. They- I'm really curious if they're going to make it an inhuman thing. Like, maybe this bangle is a special kind of terrigenesis that only works when she's wearing it, and then she'll lose it when she doesn't have it, but she's still an inhuman, so maybe she'll... Maybe this will be temporary, but once she gets it off, she finds out about terrigenesis and becomes a hmm. full-on inhuman. I don't oh. know. I don't know. That's- yeah, whatever ending has her have her powers without having to rely on something that can be taken from her will be, come on, guys, write it that way. Yeah, 
That way, <laughs> <laughs> write the show that is already re- fully filmed and edited. Please write it that way. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it could even be that they end this show. Like, I just don't know if they're ready to talk about any of the Inhumans yet. I mean, we just yeah. saw Black Bolt. So maybe they wanted to ease it back in and see how it went. And it did go pretty well, but, yeah, you know, I don't know. We'll see. It's so, that, the, the Inhumans are dicey. <laughs> yeah, they are. Uh, but also exciting. Mm-hmm. I think maybe they want to tell Kamala's story without planting a flag in the Inhumans yet. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Kylie continues. The crux of what I was going to say, though is does anyone get really bad vibes about that one agent the way she says oh wait i'm supposed to say latinx now and the way she smiles after being told to treat the mosque respectfully just makes me uncomfortable i'm really hoping we can avoid hate crime adjacency here but overall i love this episode nakia is such a cool character and i'm so interested in learning more of Kamala's Nani and her family. Until next time, I love you 3000. I think they're just letting us know that she's like extra bad. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think that agent, that particular agent is bad. That guy playing the other, other agent in a lot of other shows, he's just like a lovable character. Like that, the, I don't know what the actor's name playing the, 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 cur- the black haired agent, but I, mm-hmm. usually he's a pretty nice guy and everything else. So I'm kind of like still expecting for that from him. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. Well, and yeah, we talked a lot about it last, uh, last episode about like what the, there was a couple lines in there where they're like talking about the FBI, have them under surveillance or something. We were like, how did he mean that? Does he mean that like be extra respectful? Cause they're already dealing with a lot of shit or does he mean don't worry because if we don't get the information, the FBI will like, I, I, like it yeah. seemed like weird. Like it mm-hmm. was hard to understand, but he does seem nice and he does seem like sort of genuine in his desire to respect them. But she just yeah. seemed like she was like, what can I get away with? Well, send yeah. me there. I'll, I'll, I'll go get them. There's always the power hungry agent. Good God. Good cop, bad cop. Like it's a forever. <laughs> Can't get away from that trope. Yeah. True, 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 true. But that's supposed to be an act. This is the real thing. <laughs> got a good cop and a bad cop up next caroline davis says greetings i've said it before and i'll say it again i almost enjoy your mcu podcast more than the mcu content itself <laughs> that is that is far too kind caroline thank you very much um since you lovely people give me more fantastic contents minute wise to ponder process and ponder over and you do it every week sublime hmm <laughs> One thing that has me confused is why there isn't more discussion about the possible connection between Miss Marvel's bangle and Shang-Chi's rings. Maybe it's jewelryist of me, but they are both armbands, and they both seemingly originated in Asia. And Shang-Chi has that connection to Captain Marvel from the Ten Rings movie ending. So... For him or his rings to appear or be referenced in another Marvel property seems obvious. Or maybe that's why I don't hear the speculation, because it's too on the nose. Cheers, Caroline. P.S. As a woman in my mid-30s, I wish I had some folks like you to listen to when I was in my teens, so that I would have known it's okay to be a nerd about content that you love, rather than just bottle it up and try to ignore it to fit in with the cool kids. Ah, well. (laughs) 
at least you're here now that the next generation comics sci-fi fantasy lovers well caroline that was us <laughs> yeah that for was sure. us and that's why we do this now <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, yeah because Abs- i'm in my 30s <laughs> that's what happens i didn't have any a lot of people to talk to about it yeah it's, yeah, it's interesting for sure and and I'm I'm totally with you, Ash. And like I've said it before, but like the reason I started podcasting about this kind of stuff is because I miss talking to my good friends about it. And especially as mm-hmm. you get older, like you you kind of lose that connection. It's no longer kids on the playground that everyone a lot of my friends don't want to discuss Marvel anymore. Even the ones who like the stuff, they're kinda like, let's just talk about, you know, whatever family uh, let's talk about my kids is basically what I yeah. get from a lot of them. Uh, <laughs> Which is great, you know, but like I miss this kind of just deep connection with friends about stuff I love. And that's why I started podcasting to begin with. And like that knowledge that you don't have to be a certain type of person. You can just be yourself and enjoy the things you enjoy and like feel these shows as deeply as you want to. Um, Yeah, that's that's super Mm -hmm. rad. Thank you, Caroline, for, for saying that about the connection between the bangle and the Ten Rings. I am so glad you brought this up, uh, Caroline, because I've been thinking this the whole time, mm-hmm. uh, and I haven't said it. So thank you, because I really wanted to talk about this. And I'm I don't have really have much. You guys haven't brought that up. Uh, me too. Me too. I've literally thought it every episode, and then we just get on other stuff. There's just been so much to talk about, and so much just like joy about the show and like the characters that I haven't talked about the like the connection here. But I think that's an obvious connection too. So Captain Marvel was in that scene at the end of Shang-Chi and we know that Kamala is going to be in Captain Marvel too. Like it really does seem like a like strong fit that those two things might have some sort of relationship, especially with like the mystery about both of them and like not knowing where they come from and stuff. (laughs) And I'm wondering if we'll find out more from this episode, this season of uh, with this, you know, these characters that might be seeking the bangle or whatever. Or her, or her family. Like, if, we, if we'll find out more about her nani, and that will give us some clues about the the Ten Rings. Like, if we find out where these came from, it might be a similar mm-hmm. place, and we'll definitely a lot of speculation to be had there. Or maybe her bangles also giving out some kind of charge, like the Ten Rings were, Ooh. so it'll become on their radar, like Wongs and banners totally. as they're trying to figure it out, and that could bring her totally. into meeting Captain Marvel. Yeah, we've talked about how we think Captain Marvel will likely show up in the show. Mm-hmm. at some point oh really in the show i think so Ooh, that'd be fun even if it's post credits like she's her biggest fan and like it just seems like it would be an obvious fit <laughs> to like let her meet captain marvel at the end of the show you know like that'd be her big <laughs> the big moment you know and at some point someone's gonna be like carol there is a, a another person dressed like you <laughs> going around <laughs> doing things <laughs> yeah 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 for sure yeah uh but it, it, it'd even be funnier if like we get a uh <laughs> we get a shot of like uh we we're getting the same signal from somewhere else on on earth and they like seek it out they find some camera footage here's the person and like it's just captain marvel being like is she dressed like me yeah. <laughs> like, and that's just it that's that's yeah. the connection we get at the end of the show that's fine i'll take it <laughs> <laughs> i definitely think it's likely she will show up in the show i don't know if it'll be i hope that kamala gets to meet her because like I just want that for Kamala. <laughs> I mean, it's going to happen, whether it's this year or when, when's the next one? Two years from now? Oh, I don't know. I, I know think they it's swapped Miss Marvel or the Marvels and Ant-Man release dates. Okay. 
Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know when the Marvels is. Uh, I think we've got those release dates up here. Um, at least the original one was early 2023, but that's when Ant-Man's coming out. So it looks like so Ant-Man is now early 2023, and it looks like Captain Marvels is July of 2023. Uh, possibly, yeah, because they did. I do remember them saying they swapped their their okay. dates. Cool. Man, I can't wait to find out how this all connects. Like, I know. I love it. We, we've talked a lot about it, but like, I love that we have... Moon Knight was such a great self-contained story with no connections. Mm-hmm. And so far, even though this is very much built in the world of Marvel, like nothing that I care about on the show yet has anything to do with the exterior of Marvel world. It's all just good characters. And yeah. so that's mm-hmm. what we need. We need the new Iron Mans and Captain Americas and like... We need those people to come together and become what they are, you know? It's so hard to let go of the past. <laughs> it's <laughs> it so is. hard. They have to do it, it somehow. Yeah. A series like this has just never been done before, like mm-hmm. Marvel is doing. And in general, not the entirety of the MCU has just never been done before. And mm-hmm. like now we're just like, okay, that was the first 10 years. How does this like production company transition? And it's, yeah, no one, there's no roadmap. There was some news report recently that Kevin Feige and crew, before each Marvel movie, they watch the original Superman movie hmm. because That's they think of it as like a prototypical how you introduce a superhero kind of thing, okay. I, th- I guess. They like how you do an inspiring superhero story. Huh. It's the first one that like really worked, you know? And so they use that as like sort of guideposts. I love that. Yeah, yeah, isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool to just like draw from the past like that. Um, but if uh, you know, you, you think about like, but how do you do the transition? Like, it's like they've had all these single stories. Like, what do you? What do they even watch to think about? Like, how do you like let one era pass away and the new era take control? And it's really like almost never been done well. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, I don't so. know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Okay, Guido Valcone on Gmail says, Hello, MCU cast. I have just finished listening to your episode two of Miss Marvel reactions. I'm so glad that Kamala has struck a chord with you two, even if you yourself aren't part of a minority group. A quick story. A few years ago, I dated a Pakistani girl. For her birthday, I bought her a hardcover collection of Kamala Khan's comic books. I believe it was volume one. I remember it had her in a black t-shirt with a yellow thunder bolt on it she immediately fell in love with the character which is great because i was also a big fan she felt represented and even told me some of the things in the book mirrored her own upbringing which i thought was amazing she became a big fan of the character and bought even more books which eventually developed into her becoming a comic book fan i texted her after the show came out as we are no longer together Aw. but i have remained good friends with her that's that's nice that's rare mm-hmm. She loved the first episode and all the references to Muslim life as a teenager in America. She was so excited to show the series to her nephews and nieces. I'm so happy that more people get to see the show based on a character that I not only love, but that made someone I love felt represented and like she could be a hero too. I hope the show continues to make young Pakistani girls, Muslim girls, brown girls, and girls in general represented in the genre. As a Latino, I don't often see myself represented in comic books, so I know how powerful it can be to see yourself be the hero in the genre that you love. On a related note, 
I think you guys were wrong about the FBI comment during season or episode two. What I got from that moment was that the agent was upset that they had to put mosques under surveillance because it would mean having to deal with the FBI. When he said be respectful, he was referring to being respectful towards the work the FBI was already doing. The show has gone out of its way to put Islam as a big part of the narrative to show it as a normal part of someone's life. So it makes sense they would also show how pervasive government surveillance of Muslims has been since 9-11 as well. That's a sentence. Okay, anyway, keep up the great work. I can't wait to see what else is in store for Kamala and hear y'all's take on it. Thank you. Thank you. That is an interesting take on that thing because we had two different takes we were trying to figure out and that was neither of them. So uh, (laughs) we will add it to the pile. I think that is absolutely possible. I felt like he was saying be respectful of the mosque, but I don't know. Mm, I'd have to watch it again. Yeah. Because agencies do hate each other. <laughs> that is absolutely true. Yeah. No, no. It's definitely a, po- a, po- a very possible interpretation of that whole thing. <sighs> Let me just say, Guido, I love your love. You know, um, it really is sweet to hear you talk about uh, your ex in that way. It is yeah. rare, as Ashley said, uh, but it's also really great. Uh, and, and not only that you, uh, that you, uh, thought of her but like thought of her as like someone you loved and it was a powerful thing that she had this character for her that's cool in itself so good job there just having healthy relationships yeah Um, (laughs) (laughs) but also yeah like it's it's super great that this character is representing so many people that feel unrepresented in this stuff yeah i love that i love that the most about it i think Mm -hmm. it was kind of like the reaction a lot of people had at the end of moon knight when they saw you know scarlet's uh scarab yeah oh man Scott's we that, got a that lot of emails so well. about like just people being like i loved it i felt represented i saw myself and i'm like mm, let's keep doing this marvel yeah because really i enjoy nice. the emails <laughs> <laughs> yeah it really is it's just it's nice to see the big you know disney uh like conglomerate like doing these shows that are so meaningful to people you know what i mean mm-hmm. and like in ways that I feel like are actually artistic and giving these creators a chance to make their stories, you know, and mm-hmm. it doesn't feel just like a, like you utilizing the community or whatever. It feels, feels like they're really trying to tell their stories and that's really cool. Yep. Let them have the reins. Yeah. Nobody knows how to do the show better than, you know, the people who live it. Yeah, absolutely. We've talked about it a lot, but it's just something that hearing all these people feeling represented and then like something you haven't heard us talk about yet is is the fact that like what's been so much fun in the first week of feedback and with me and Jeff, like we feel weirdly super represented by the show. Like Kamala feels like us, you know what I mean? Because she's a fangirl, but she's also like super ADHD and like mm-hmm. there's just like some things in there that like and she's kind of, she opens the thing, making this YouTube video where she's talking about Marvel. And when I'm like, oh my gosh, in our first episode, my reaction was, oh my gosh, she's an ADHD Marvel podcaster. Like, what the hell? How, <laughs> how, did the, how do I feel so represented about this show? About this, like, it's so you cute. Know, uh, Muslim girl from Jersey. Like, mm-hmm. it's so good. Oh, it's so good. Up next, we have Andrew Rogers, uh, our buddy from the Animation Deliberation Podcast. He's one of the guys uh, who's on that weekly, so go check out Animation Deliberation Podcast. Woo! Um, He says, hey everyone, uh, just some thoughts from episode two. I must say, this episode put us into the amazing perspective of the unreliable narrator. 
The musical scene was the best thing uh, ever because we all felt that weightless moment dancing around to music our parents can't hear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the hearts around Kamran uh, getting out of the pool created the image of her feeling like it's only the two of them alone at the party with the depth of field shift despite people everywhere. It is all her imagination, and I love how we all understand her perspective without them needing to spell it out. Also, the Bollywood influence of the musical scene coming home was amazing. Next, just looking at those drones from the episode uh, that the Department of Damage Control was using, uh, and they look eerily similar to Stark Tech drones Mysterio was using, considering everything was confiscated from Spider-Man at the end of or the start of no way home is it possible they repurposed tony's tech last point which is off the comic spoiler section okay so I, this is the <laughs> about the end of our our episode so okay uh we did do a comic spoiler section last week so uh okay. let's see what this is uh you brought up the family being in crime rings as we talk about the greater mcu as a whole I would love this to be a through line to Sharon Carter and Jialing in Shang-Chi and anything else to come from Madripoor. Uh, just wanted to throw out that was one of the big questions coming at the end of both those movies and shows in 2021 to figure out where they take that next. Keep up the amazing work to all. Andrew Rogers. Yeah. I, I think that's totally a possibility. Um, if, you know, it seems like all crime in the MCU seems like it may run through Madripoor a little bit. Yeah. Well, it'd be fun if uh, Xilin decides to come for the uh, the bracelet so she could have powers. If it, like, gets out that it... That's what I don't want the bracelet to be. But, like, if that's what it gets out, I could see people coming to get that bracelet. Well, it, even if it is, like, some sort of inhuman activation device, especially if it's a temporary inhuman activation device... Mm-hmm. Like, you could totally see, like, we, we talked about the one from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. being the obelisk that kills humans. Like, you could see it being a thing where, like, people, this, maybe this doesn't kill humans, and they can try it on and find out if they're inhuman without, you know, uh, without almost dying. I don't know. There, yeah, there, yeah. There, there are definitely possibilities here. Um, and, and, yeah, I, I think that lady wants the bangle. Or she wants uh, her power, like, in general. Like, she just, like, wants to use Kamala, you know? Because mm -hmm. they did let Kamala in the car. So maybe, like, I don't know. Something about that whole situation. I don't know. I just don't trust it. <laughs> no. <laughs> just don't trust it. I agree. I love all of the stuff he's saying about that scene when Kamran gets out of the pool cracked me up. <laughs> what, what, is, what does she say? What? He walks over and says something, and she's just like, yeah. <laughs> like just, oh, he was like, what's your me. name? <laughs> yeah, she's just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Like, it's going to be a shame then. He's like, you know, not actually into her, and it was all just to kind of bring her in close. I don't want her to go through that. Yeah. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> so maybe it's not. He probably really likes her, and that's what I'm going to stick with. <laughs> <laughs> well, he may really like her. But I do think there's like, I think he may like her for real, but there's still this ulterior motive. And yeah. like, what would be more interesting is if this, you know, this group, this family or whoever they are is like coming to tell her more about her heritage. You know, she's been curious about Nani 
and like trying to learn and maybe these people i have a feeling this is probably where it's going these people will tell her more about her nani than her mom will and that will sort of drive a wedge between like what her mom wants her to be and who she wants to be you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. she wants to know about nani she wants to know about this power that she has all this stuff and like I keep saying Nani. I mean Aisha. Aisha is the great grandmother who had powers. Nani is her grandmother. Um, so I'm talking about Aisha. If these people like, you know, somehow start telling her about Aisha and telling her the stories that her mom and her Nani never would, you know, her Nani was like super resistant to tell her, like, no, we don't talk about this. We don't talk about this. Uh, we don't talk about Aisha. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> So, uh, I I think it's very likely that Kamala will feel like, oh, I'm finally learning about my ancestors from these people and feel connected to these people. And then that will sort of like make her like drive a wedge with her and her family for a minute. We've already seen her like pushing away from her family because they don't understand her or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. like trying to sneak out. And that'll probably be a little bit of the arc as she'll feel like she, you know, embracing her powers and da 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 and moving away from her family. But then like, surely she will by the end of the story come back and like realize that her family was right in some ways even and just trying to protect her even if they were wrong not to tell her everything you know yeah mm. i don't know i can't wait to see yeah 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 for sure because she looked really cool in that last episode bursting through whatever it kind of reminded me of like when scarlet witch visited scarlet witch <laughs> in that episode where she sees her come through the light oh yeah 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 absolutely yeah. It, it looked really cool getting some vibes of that for sure for sure oh and speaking of getting vibes these definitely seemed like tony's tech and we know the damage yeah. control uh so andrew i totally agree with you there i think that i think that's definitely stark tech and probably the actual drones that were being used by mysterio um so yeah but do they still have the mysterio powers that's the question <laughs> are they still ultra you know 4k screens or projectors isn't that what they were doing yeah some sort of projection (laughs) holographic technology or something something (laughs) (laughs) all right well uh guys uh that's about all we have time for today for feedback but we'll be back like tomorrow with more miss marvel super pumped i want to know the rest of kamala's story woo and tell them again bill and ashley's terror theater Yep, Bill and Ashley's Terror Theater. Um, We're going to have themed uh, pictures for each week, so it'll be easy to find your favorite movie. But if you look for the icon, it's just me and Bill, you know, holding some horror stuff with the microphones, like animated. It was really cool. Uh, My husband did the uh, artwork for it and the music. Mm -hmm. So, and we're calling ourselves um, Nosferatu's Pullout Couch Productions. So, (laughs) yeah, I just really enjoy it. I am enjoying being able to come up with all the fun names and things. So, yeah, definitely check it out. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I'm really excited for you um, to be doing that. I really, really am. (laughs) It's just really, really exciting for you to have like your your own baby to birth into the world of podcast. Not an actual baby. I know that wouldn't be your thing, but like a podcast <laughs> baby. baby. Maybe the I would birth the Antichrist. Let's be serious. Okay. Okay. okay I would get so. to be so important moving forward. <laughs> Reverse Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Bill and Ashley's Terror Theater is the uh, is the uh, Antichrist of the podcast uh, of the Stranded Pandaverse. Stranded Panda right? Network. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Join us. go join them over there uh it's not actually the antichrist uh Mm -mm. in case anyone has the kind of religious trauma that 
won't let them get that joke. Uh, go, go, go check out. <laughs> I'm glad go you said it, though. <laughs> I am glad you said that. <laughs> go check out the 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 horror uh, stuff if you if you dig horror. It, I'm I'm really pumped about yeah. it. I can't wait. We also were breaking down how the movie's made too, because somebody was like, "Well, I'm not into horror movies." I'm like, "You're still gonna you might enjoy it because we're talking about the production, the fun facts, like how things came together, the director. So it's not just like we're not reviewing." only yeah bill has a big expertise in that right like he's a like horror according to he's historian, a horror right? historian yeah yeah that's super so so cool that you guys are doing that i love it all right guys well hopefully we'll talk to you guys in a couple days with no miss marvel content peace until next time true believers thank you for joining us for the marvel cinematic universe podcast available everywhere you get podcasts and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash stranded panda tv and available at youtube.com slash stranded panda and if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts geeky projects and ways to support the network visit strandedpanda.com <laughs>